This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is a solo app where I will be talking you through 21 facts every single woman needs to know for the year 2021. Now, let's use the term facts a little bit loosely. All of these are evidence-based, but I'm not an expert, so I'm just one woman sharing these things with other women that I feel may make a difference in your life. With any of these tips, it's absolutely up to you how much you invest in them or how much you take them on board or whether you disregard them completely. But here are 21 things I wanted to share with you for the year 2021. Now, first and foremost, let's just dive straight in. This one, number one, will not be a surprise to you if you have listened to the podcast before. One of the things that I think is so important for us women and also the men in our lives to understand is that women and men have completely different hormonal cycles. I have recorded podcasts with the wonderful Dr. Peter Wright, and she is so brilliant at speaking to this topic, and I definitely recommend listening to those episodes with her. But one of my big takeaways from speaking with her is how much we need to understand that for a man, they have a 24-hour hormonal cycle. They wake up, they get a fresh release, a fresh dump of hormones, and they're good to go for that 24 hours. But us, as females, we have more like a 28-day cycle. So we are less consistent day to day, which I think in the past, I don't think, I know, we have put up with generations of men being upset or chipping away at our integrity because we're not the same day in, day out. 
We are moving targets. We have a 28-day cycle and that, you know, obviously probably changes give or take for some women, but we're not the same each day. We don't get the exact same level of hormones in the way that a man does. So no, we're not going to operate, think, react, engage, disengage in exactly the same way each and every day. So just respect that we have a different cycle to a male and make sure you understand that because we are operating in a very male-dominated world. Um, And so it's just important to understand our cycle is not the same. The next thing I want to talk about is the effects that exercise has on our brain. Now, there's an absolutely brilliant TED Talk, which I will link in the show notes by a woman called Wendy Suzuki, and it's called The Brain-Changing Benefits of Exercise. I first listened to this podcast years ago, and I can remember I listened to it whilst I was on the treadmill at the gym, and it really stuck with me. And Wendy speaks about her findings that indicate that three to four times a week, if we participate in half an hour to 45 minutes of aerobic exercise, it can increase and improve our cognitive function and also our memory. It can also promote positive emotions, reduce stress, and induces upregulation of dopamine for reward pathways and also serotonin and helpful neuromodulators. Wendy explains all of this in her TED talk, but she speaks specifically about how we have our prefrontal cortex, which houses our personality, our decision-making skills, our focus, and our attention. And she also speaks about our temporal lobe, which is where we house our long-term memory. And in particular, she focuses on the hippocampus, which is the part of our brain that is responsible for forming and retaining and storing those long-term memories. And now Wendy shares her findings surrounding the fact that when we participate in aerobic exercise, we strengthen and we increase the size of our hippocampus, which I think is incredible. So we're doing all of these great things for our brain for the now, but we're also doing really good things for it for the long term. It can also help us to protect against things like degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and other cognitive decline that can happen with age. I just find that really, really interesting because we all know exercising is good for us, but just that broad like, oh, it's good for us, I know it's good for me, doesn't always give you a strong enough why to show up. But I know for me when I was thinking about my life, you know, in the long term, I want to try and maintain my cognitive function for as long as possible. And if exercise can help with that, then I'm definitely um, drawn to that reason as well. So I just wanted to share that with you. You know, exercise can help us to create brand new brain cells, which is incredible. It can improve our attention, our cognitive function. There are so many great reasons for it. But Wendy says exercise is the most transformative thing we can do for our brain. And I know that probably sounds like a big swing, but an important swing indeed. So that's why I wanted to touch on that one. Next up, number three, is to consider your love language 
and how to give it to yourself. So I've done a whole podcast episode with the author of the Love Language book, Dr. Gary Chapman. He was brilliant. I really enjoyed speaking with him. And so if you're not familiar with the Love Language concept, basically Gary states that we have five love languages, physical touch, quality touch, gifts, words of affirmation, and acts of service. Go and listen to that episode if you're still a bit like, oh, what does this mean? But we all have a primary love language. So it's really important, I think, to consider what is your primary love language. And of course, important to communicate that with your family and whatnot, but also to really ponder on how you can bring your number one, your primary love language into your everyday life. So for me, my number one love language is physical touch. So how can I bring that more into my life? And just by noticing like, oh, you know what? I never ever go and get a massage. Perhaps I should book in for a massage or when I'm stretching, it's really important that I actually use the roller. And when I'm applying my moisturizer, going a bit slower, just noticing ways that you can give your primary love language to yourself, I think is something worth considering. Number four, I want you to think about this because I know a lot of women do this and sometimes it's on purpose and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just because you're busy, but the side effects of under eating are serious. If you are under eating, you may experience fatigue you may experience disruption with your menstrual cycle and have trouble falling pregnant. You may become sick often, have brittle hair and brittle nails. You may be more prone to depression and you may experience constipation, just to name a few. You may also damage your digestive system by slowing down digestion, <laughs> tongue tied, by slowing down digestion. You may also have feelings of panic or obsessive thoughts, a loss of libido, trouble concentrating, and also an increase in irrational thoughts and reacting irrationally as well. I think that that's just really interesting because I know so many women in my own life who are busy mums and they always pack snacks for their kids, but they never pack snacks for themselves and they'll get to 3 p.m. and realize that they've had two coffees and half a packet of sultanas. And whilst they know on a logical level that they need to eat, it's really understanding that when you're not eating enough, Things like things can really start to show up and they're serious things like depression, lack of libido, not being able to concentrate. All of these things affect our life. It's so important that you are eating enough. So many of us are tempted to reach for, you know, a vitamin or a super powder or something like that to boost our wellness but none of that's going to work if you don't have the basics covered. Make sure you're eating enough, eating regular and eating food that makes you feel good as well. The next little factoid that I want to share with you, number five, is to understand that a long hug is really, really good for you. There's evidence to support that a 20 second to 30 second hug can really, really improve your mood. It can reduce stress and reduce anxiety. 
It can help to ease tension. And I'm sure that you can feel that when you have a really long hug with someone, you know how there's that moment when your body just, you just relax, like you lean into it, your shoulders drop, your breathing slows down to match the other person. It's all good stuff. It can increase connection as well as releasing oxytocin, which is great for us. So just a little reminder there for you for number five to cuddle your people. Give your friends a big hug. And I know that we're still um, in the midst of a global pandemic and maintaining social distance is important. But the people in your pod, your people, if you can, give them a nice long hug also your kids as well, because if it does that for us as adults, think about how great that is for little ones too, just for releasing tension and improving their mood as well. So a nice long cuddle. Number six is all about what sex can do for you. Now, sex is a topic that I get lots and lots of requests to explore on the podcast, particularly about libido. And I have done a couple of episodes where we've spoken about it. And it seems like a lot of women feel as though sex becomes something that they just have to do and not something that they're really lit up by or looking forward to. So I just wanted to include a couple of reasons why sex is actually really, really good for you. So sex has been proven to reduce stress, help you sleep better, it can lower your blood pressure, and it can strengthen your pelvic floor muscles as well. It can can improve connection, of course, with your partner, and it actually increases your libido. So it's one of those situations when it's like, what comes first, chicken or the egg? But apparently when you start having more sex, you start feeling like more sex as well. So I think that's a nice one because connecting to our desire is really important. It's important for all of us, for men, women, and especially for us as mums as well. Number seven is your sleep. When you are sleep deprived, There are serious, serious side effects and symptoms of sleep deprivation. And I've spoken about this before, but when I was doing in-home consultations, for those of you who may not know, I'm an infant sleep consultant. And when I first started out doing in-home consultations, I can't tell you the amount of times I would be greeted by a woman at the door who was absolutely exhausted and would say to me, I've just been diagnosed as having postnatal depression and I definitely don't want to take anything away from postnatal depression and depletion. It's absolutely real. It's absolutely serious. A diagnosis and support is critical. But I also want to anecdotally share with you that there have been so many times when women will share with me their symptoms of PND And then I'm able to share with them the symptoms of sleep deprivation and they really do line up. So it's important to understand some of these symptoms. There's a lot of crossover there. And if you're not sleeping well, it's hard to think and feel well. So sleep is incredibly important. If you're not getting enough sleep, that has been linked to depression. It has been linked to impaired judgment, also Change it, it changes the way you react and process information, which I think is a 
big one because when you're living in a house with other people and your ability to process rational information is compromised, that just leads to so many like un- unnecessarily unnecessary conflicts. I'm getting all tongue-tied, sorry, but we'll just push on. Not having enough sleep also makes you clumsy. It could even make you hallucinate. It will affect your sex drive. There is just so many, so many negative implications when you are not sleeping well. And those are just the short-term side effects. The long-term serious health effects include heart disease, blood pressure, a weaker immune system, and even obesity. We must sleep. Sleep is one of the most disregarded pillars of health and wellness, and I can't stress it enough. If you're not feeling great, address your sleep first and foremost. Do you need need to have a play with the amount of sleep that you're getting, the time that you're going to bed, the time that you're waking up? Just give it some consideration because it can make a massive, massive difference. Now, number eight is to consider and understand that the relationships we are in do have an effect and impact on our life. And it has been proven or suggested in many studies that the longevity of our life depends on the happiness of our relationships. So if you are in a relationship, you are more likely to live longer and be happier than those who are more isolated. So community, friendships, and romantic connections are important for our health. And just as a side note to that point as well, I was listening recently to a podcast, and I can't remember exactly what one it was, but it was with Esther Perel, who I'm just such a fan of. And she was saying so many people think, oh, I need to go and be by myself to discover myself. Like I've got to be single to find myself. But she kind of brings forward this different lens of looking at it and this different point of view of how important it is for us to understand that we often get to know ourselves through the eyes of others. Who am I in relation to another person? What is it that they bring to the surface that I need to address. And so you can find yourself whilst you're in relationship as well. And I just really liked the way that she explained it. But it's worth considering, isn't it, in this new year that the relationships we are in can positively impact our health, which I'm sure we all know that because we know that if we're in poor relationships, it can negatively impact us. Which brings me to number nine. And speaking of friends, we've all heard the saying that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. And I think it's so true. And we all have this thing that we do with our mirror, where we mirror neurons. So what that means is if someone around us is smiling then our mirror neurons in our brains start firing and we want to smile back. If they're laughing, we want to laugh back. If they're sad, we will be sad as well. So just think about who it is that you're spending time with. Of course, empathy is great and the people that you care about, you know, if they're down, of course you're going to feel down. But I guess I want you to really think about the people that you're spending a lot of time with. Are they the type of people that you want to be more 
like? Are they positive? Are they upbeat? Are they go-getters? Are they interested in deep conversation? Or do you feel like when you spend time with them, you feel dragged down and they're more interested in nitpicking other people or focusing on the negatives and not being open to growth? Because if you become the average of those people, it's going to keep you stunted and no one wants to feel stunted or stuck in their own life. So just considering who are the people that you spend a lot of time with and who are you and what if you are the average of those people? And when I've spoken about this before at events, someone will inevitably put their hand up and say, but what do you do? Like, what do you actually do if you're surrounded by people that you feel are bringing you mentally and emotionally down? You know, what if these people are your family? How do you handle that? And I think that it's such a personal decision, but something I want to suggest or put forward to you to consider is that you can surround yourself with more positive voices without drastically changing your friendship circle. So connection is so important. The point that I just spoke about, um, about how important it, it is to have relationships obviously still stands, but you can also start to drown out negative voices by turning up the volume on the more positive ones. So maybe you have a think and you go, you know what, I do have that one friend, Sarah, who's really, really great. She's super positive and I just don't see her enough. So I want to make it a priority to spend more time with her. Or I don't have anyone in my life right now who I feel like is really positive or on the same level or has the same ambitions, but can I download some audiobooks? Can I start listening to TED Talks or more podcasts? Can I make those voices louder? And that might be a way to sort of shape who you are without dramatically changing your friendship circle. And I think the simple fact is like attracts like. So if you up-level your energy and your ambition and your drive, I bet that you will find you start attracting that in other people more. And, you know, that cliche saying your vibe attracts your tribe is so true. Next up Number 10 is such a mum tip, but I had to include it. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So many people are walking around in a state of dehydration and not realizing that their dry mouth or their nausea or feeling weak or feeling exhausted, continually complaining about being tired could just be as simple as needing to up the water intake. We need to be hydrated. Water maintains the balance of body fluids and also assists with the function of our digestive system, our body temperature, and also carrying nutrients around our body. Water is good for our skin. It's good for our kidneys. It's good for our bowel movements. Drink some water. Stop the podcast right now and go and have a couple of glasses of clean water. It's so good for us. I just wanted to include that because it's such a simple one. And again, for the mums listening, how often are you walking out of the house making sure you've got your children's water bottles filled but not filling up your own? Make that a priority because it's such a little thing that has a big swing-on effect. Number 11, an interesting one. So there is something that happens to our brain. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When we start a task but we don't complete it. And I've spoken before countless times, especially on Instagram stories about the mental load and when you feel like you just have so much to do, but you're never getting around to it. And when I was reading up about this, it was kind of making me think about that cognitive mental load. But basically there is an effect and I'm probably not going to pronounce this woman's name correctly, but it's the Zaganic effect named after a professor or a psychologist, I can't remember now, but it was basically stating that incomplete tasks incite a kind of psychic tension in our brain and uncompleted tasks can cause us stress because it creates an open loop that keeps popping up, it keeps coming to the surface. So it's like this continual pest, really, this pesty thing that keeps popping up and bothering us and it takes our mental and cognitive load to suppress it and to put up with it being an open loop. So it's important that we finish the tasks we've started if that's happening to us. So having a to-do list or somewhere that you can write these things down can be helpful because at least you're capturing it. So writing it down going, oh, I need to do X, Y, Z. And also just assessing, is this a good use of my time? Can I delegate this to anyone? How long will this thing actually take? Because often the stuff that's causing us that psychic tension, which I think is a great way to explain it, is, you know, it could be a task that would take us less than five minutes to complete. And so when you realize that, when you're like, oh, it's just a matter of sitting down and paying those three bills online, but I keep putting it off, just going, oh, it'll take me five minutes to do it. And it's going to free up that mental space. So I just wanted to include that one. Next up, number 12 is one that I've been playing with myself. And I just wanted to share it here because perhaps you could try this at home or if you have the facilities close by, you could try it at a gym or a recovery center, but it's all about cold therapy. So being completely honest with you, I am someone who would classify myself in the I hate being cold camp. It is summer here. It is hot and I'm still sleeping with a hot water bottle. I hate being cold. I could happily never see snow again, which I know makes me sound like a really miserable person, but I just, I've never been one to enjoy it. But in saying that, my local gym, which is an incredible gym, has a thermal recovery zone. And in that recovery zone, they have an ice bath and ice showers and a sauna and a magnesium pool as well. I know, very, very luxe. But I tried the ice bath first (laughs) and I literally could only do 10 seconds in it and I would be squealing the whole time. And I was like, that's unbearable. That's hideous. It's, I was going to swear them, but I won't just in case there are little ears around. 
it was not a good experience. And then I had a break from trying it and I was listening to a podcast with who I, with um, Tim Ferriss and I always refer to him as one of my boyfriends because I'm just such a fan and he was speaking about how an ice bath or a cold plunge has been really helpful for him in mood regulation and managing his propensity towards de- being depressed and also having anxiety. And as someone who has felt depressed at times throughout the last 18 months to two years and has also experienced anxiety, I thought, hmm, interesting. And if my boyfriend's on board, maybe I should try it out. So I gave the cold plunge, the ice bath at the gym, another crack. And I've now built up to being able to do rounds of two and a half minutes, which I never would have thought I'd be able to do. But it's because I spent time looking into the effects of cold therapy on mood disorders and just exposing yourself to being uncomfortable. And this is anecdotal. You can go and dig deep on the scientific research. But what I find is after cold immersion, like really cold immersion periods of that, I feel a recalibration and a clarity that I've not experienced in another way. It feels like a very unique mental state for me. And exercise definitely helps me as well. But this cold therapy, it's like a shock to the nervous system and it's like resetting your energy or something. I don't know. I'm such a fan of it. And there's also Wim Hof, who I'm sure many of you have heard of, but if you've not, Google Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F-F, I think. You can download his app and he will also talk you through playing with cold therapy techniques at home, such as having a bowl of ice for your hand and working up to putting your face in the ice as well, which I really want to work up to being able to put my head under the ice bath at the gym, but baby steps. But cold therapy can help to reduce inflammation, improve muscle recovery, and also flush metabolic waste as well. So... I'm really, really enjoying it and I just wanted to touch on that because you could play with it at home with cold showers and that app that I mentioned as well. Now, number 13 is in line with speaking about the gym as well, but not exclusively for people that have a gym membership. I just wanted to touch on this, but the average person loses muscle mass each year beginning in our 30s, our bone density decreases too. And this has been on my mind. I'm turning 34 this year in June. Um, And just thinking about how I really want to be fit for life. And again, back to the point about aerobic exercise, improving the hippocampus area of your brain, thinking about, yes, I want to be cognitively with it, as my kids get older, but I want to be able to keep up with them. I love that I've always been able to chase them around the park and go down the slides with them. And I want to be able to do that when they have kids or if they have kids one day too. I want to be able to have enough energy to really keep up with my life as I get older. And just thinking about, okay, being fit for life. So I don't want 
my muscle mass to decrease significantly. And whilst those sorts of things are going to happen, you can also improve and assist this process by adding strength training and resistance training in as well. Sometimes women are hesitant to lift weights because they may be fearful that it's going to make them bulky, but we just don't have the hormonal makeup to become really bulky without that being an intention. Like if you want to be a a body lifter or a power lifter and you want to add bulk, it's not easy to do and you need specific supplements and specific training and a specific diet. For the average woman, you're not going to gain size and much mass just by adding in strength training and resistance training, but you can help to combat that decline and that bone density loss and maintain a strong body for life. And it's also worth mentioning that when you have more lean muscle mass, you burn more calories at rest as well. And as we get older, things happen, things change. There's that expression, the middle age spread, where we get to an age and we just start gaining weight in our middle section. So just adding strength training as well to the aerobic training is really going to be good for us. Next up, number 14 is the importance of habitual nose breathing. Now, you may have caught my episode with James Nestor, who wrote the book Breath, and he was such a pleasure to speak to. And we spoke specifically about the importance of breathing through our nose instead of always breathing habitually through our mouth. So I'm not going to go deep into that because you can just click back and listen to that episode and hear from the expert himself. But Understanding that our nose is a great filter to prepare air for our body to use effectively is really, really worth knowing. Our nose heats and filters the air so that we can use it appropriately. So many people breathe through their mouth and I've even tried experimenting with taping my mouth shut at night, at night, like James suggests, and it made it very, very clear to me how much I breathe through my my mouth at night. It was an interesting one, um, but I'm going to keep persevering with it as well. Next, for 2021, ask yourself, where is your flow state? So our flow state is something that we slip into (laughs) when we are completing a task or taking part in a task that has a level of resistance and it keeps us interested and we will lose track of time and it can provide a space where our ego slides away. So just asking, where is my own flow state? For some people, it would be knitting. For other people, it could be on a really long run, could be during yoga. Um, But the idea is that finding a flow state where there is a level of resistance so that you're improving and you're getting better is really important as well. And this can add value to your life. It can help with motivation and creativity And it's just a nice place to have for yourself, somewhere that you know is your own flow state. Number 16 is the importance of rest days, rest time and white space. 
And I know that last year, 2020, a lot of us had access to more rest than we had in the past, simply because we were forced to be at home. And for some people, when you're forced to be at home, there's actually less rest (laughs) if you've got young children. But the importance of resting is really, really great for our body, but it's also great for our brain. We live in a really fast-paced world and it's easy to fill every silence with a podcast or an audiobook or a conversation or to forever be multitasking. But just not filling every little space is good for us and that will allow creativity to drop in and connect with yourself as well. So just allow yourself those days where you go slower, or those times when you do nothing and you don't feel guilty about it. Number 17, the effects of alcohol on our body as we get older. So back in the day, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20, um, you can drink and you seem to be able to handle it really, really well. As we get older, our body slows the processing of alcohol and too much of alcohol can cause inflation in inflammation, not inflation, inflammation in our body. And frequently drinking can compromise our immune health as well. And I'm sure that many of you have felt this. When you have a few drinks now in your late 20s or your 30s or your 40s, it's a different thing to having drinks in your late teens or your early 20s. And it's simply because our body is slower at processing the alcohol. So just worth keeping in mind, don't try and keep up with yourself from 10 years ago when it comes to having a drink. The next one, number 18, is organizing our outer physical space, organizing our environment can provide a sense of inner order and inner calm as well. If you're feeling a little overwhelmed or out of control, Internally, you might find it cathartic and helpful to organize the external space first. Again, a bit of a chicken and egg situation, but having a calm space can help you to feel calmer as well. So tackle that third drawdown this year. Tackle that cupboard that you put all of the crap in that you don't need. Do a big clear out. Donate. Get rid cull, go through your wardrobe, do a big cull, a big cleanse of your physical space and just notice how it impacts how you think and feel. And speaking of how we feel, this morning when I was ruminating on this podcast, I sent a text out to my girlfriends and I said, hey, I want to share 21 things that every woman needs to know for the year 21 if anyone has any suggestions. And one of my girlfriends sent back some great suggestions. And on this list was something that I've been thinking about as well, but it just slipped my mind to put on this list. So I was very, very grateful for her text. But she brought up transgenerational trauma. And that is a term which asserts that trauma can be transferred between generations. So it's basically a fairly new concept but it states that traumas can be passed down through generations because trauma can leave a chemical imprint. It can change our epigenetics and therefore be passed on through epigenetic imprinting. And trauma, trauma is such a broad topic, but it can include enslavement, 
domestic violence, sexual abuse, PTSD, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and also generalized anxiety, just to name a few. And it's thought that these traumas can be passed on. So you might be living your life being impacted and carrying around trauma that you didn't necessarily personally go through, but your own genes have been impacted because it's been passed down to you. And I just think that that's really, really interesting. And if you find yourself going, oh, okay, I need to know more about that, then there are different modalities and different healing that you can explore. But it's just worth considering because sometimes we have these feelings and these traumas. And another great book to read is The Body Keeps the Score. And that's specifically about how when we do have trauma, we hold on to it in our body. But you might be experiencing these sensations that don't necessarily fit you on paper, but they might generations before you. So just worth considering. Next up, speaking of considering, is we all have confirmation bias, which means that we have paths in our brain that have been formed from, yes, our generations before, just like the point I just spoke about, but also our environment, our upbringing, our own unique life experiences, and the people that we spend time with. We have a bias towards many, many things. And confirmation bias is all about how we really naturally seek to validate what we already believe to be true. And I think confirmation bias is really, really interesting. And it's just worth keeping an open mind and not being so tied to thinking that everything you believe to be true is the absolute be-all and end-all and understanding that, yes, of course, you're going to find proof for those beliefs because we all have confirmation bias, but having an open mind and being movable and being willing to engage in conversation and look look at things from another angle is tricky, (laughs) Um, but it's a really, really great way to grow as a human. And I also think it's worth mentioning that with confirmation bias, you're going to seek proof that the things you believe are true about yourself as well. So if you have this belief that you're fat, you're lazy, you're no good, you know, any sort of negative belief, what you might find is that your brain is seeking to prove that theory right. So you focus in on little things that happen or big things that happen, but you focus in on the stuff that amplifies and proves that belief to be true, where there could be, likely is, just as much proof to counter that belief, but you're not focusing in on it. So just understanding that the things you believe aren't always going to be true. And maybe if you work at changing that inner dialogue and understanding your brain has a confirmation bias and that naturally it's going to seek out to prove that theory is true, you can use that to your advantage by really trying to establish a new pathway, a new thought, a new belief and try and use confirmation bias 
for good. (laughs) So that if you develop this belief that you're a good person, you're then going to be more inclined to notice the times that you are. If you can really cultivate a belief that you value health, then you're going to find the ways in which you do value health with more ease. I hope that makes sense. And last but not least, number 21, I wanted to end on this one because I love it. So I've spoken about this author before, James Clear, who has written Atomic Habits. There's another great book on habits, which I've mentioned too, by BJ Fogg called Tiny Habits. But James Clear in particular speaks about understanding the impact of just improving a small amount each day, improving by 1%, a teeny tiny amount each day, how it will add up to be a really big change over the space of a year, two years, five years, 10 years, your whole life. And I love that because as someone, hand in the air, who has a propensity towards being all or nothing, like I'm all in and I'm going to go hard or I'm not going to do it at all. This has been a big unlock for me to go, you know what, Kylie, just get 1% better at each thing or just improve by 1% and you're going to end up in a different spot. And in his book, James talks about how if you take two aircrafts, and this won't be word for word, I'm doing this from memory, so I'll probably butcher it a little bit, but you'll get the the gist. If you have two aircrafts and you tilt the nose of one aircraft just by one degree, by 1% in a different direction, and then they set off on their flight paths, those aircrafts are going to land in different spots. They start off in the same spot, take the one on the left, tilt it out by 1%, by one degree over the space of a 10 hour, 12 hour, however long flight, you know, keep going. If we (laughs) pretend that the plane is a human and it's years, 10 years, you're going to end up somewhere completely different to the version of you who doesn't improve by just 1%. So I know that it's tempting at the start of a new year to go all new year, new me. And from now on, I'm going to train three hours a day and I'm going plant-based and I'm saving all my money and these big goals. And that's great. But maybe 2021 is more about the 1% improvement, the little bit better, because it's more sustainable and it's going to yield a big result over time. And we all know that time feels like it is flying. So I hope that these 21 facts or little snippets, these things have been helpful for you at the start of this new year. It would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot of this episode, pop it up on your Instagram and tag me at Kylie Camps. So I can repost on my Instagram stories as well, but I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who has chosen to show up and listen to this episode today. The podcast is my happy place. It's my flow state. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.